Brothers bring you Mr. John Hodiak. Tonight's presentation of Suspense. Tonight, Autolite recreates an historical puzzle as we attempt to locate a sunken treasure. The story, based on fact, is called Gold of the Atomar. Our star, Mr. John Hodiak. Hello, hello. Why, Sheriff, you look like a dude on Saturday night. Well, I'm going for a ride in my new car. There she is over there. Well, an Autolite-equipped car, I see, with a complete Autolite electrical system, including a coil distributor, voltage regulator, starting motor, generator, spark plugs, and battery. You mean Autolite makes a whole electrical system, Carlo? They sure do, Sheriff, and every unit, every component part of the Autolite electrical system is related by Autolite engineering design and manufacturing skill to give you the smoothest performance money can buy. That's why Autolite electrical systems are installed as original equipment on many leading makes of our finest cars, trucks, tractors, and boats. Well, I, I sure am lucky. Right you are, Sheriff. So, friends, be sure to insist on Autolite original service parts for the electrical system of your Autolite-equipped car, truck, tractor, or boat. You'll find it pays because, from bumper to taillight, you're always right with Autolite. And now... Autolite presents Mr. John Hodiak in Gold of the Atomar, a story based on fact, hoping once again to keep you in suspense. You don't hear the splash when you're lowered over the side on a diving stage. Draped in 200 pounds of lead, copper, and rubberized canvas, the main concern at the moment is precarious balance between the inlet and exhaust air valves. Then you step off the diving stage, hang by your lifelines, and begin the long, slow drop to the frigid blackness of the bottom of the sea. As many times as I've done this, I've never felt free from the paralyzing fear of the deep. The ocean seems to take on a malignant personality. But this time the stakes are high. I'm dropping down to a barnacled hulk that has in its strong room three million dollars in gold. And as the light from the surface slowly fades, I relax and think. Think about the beginning of my lust for gold. It won't be the same without you, Nick. Thanks. I'm still trying to figure out why. After 14 years, you suddenly decide to leave the Navy. Tired of living underwater. But what I've had a couple of offers from civilian salvage outfits. Doing what? Supervising, boys, supervising. Up top, where the sun shines. But you don't have to dive anymore if you don't want to. Be an instructor. What? Fred, it's a monetary world. If I have to live in it, I'm going to get some of it. So? So this. If I can get a civilian berth, it'll give me three times as much in the next five years as I can get here, then I'm going to do it. You'll be eligible for pension in six years. <laughs> Couldn't care less.
Maybe after all this is over, I'll have enough of the monetary world to bask in the sun for the rest of my life. Right now, though, I'm cold. I have to swallow over and over again to clear my ears. This wasn't what I had in mind when I left the service. That is, I didn't have it in mind until Carl Foster talked to me. I went to the Navy Yard hoping to talk you into getting a leave of absence. But now that you've left the service... How'd you find me here in New York? I spoke to Fred James, your ex-roommate. Oh. Why me? The country's full of competent divers. Perhaps. But I want one who's more than just competent. What's the job? Then you'll take it? Then. On what? Equipment. Most of all, money. Oh, I've got the equipment. And the money? How about one-fifth of three million dollars? Uh, let me tell you something, Mr. Foster. Uh, Carl. Carl. When I made my first dive into deep water, I had dreams about getting the loot from every sunken Spanish galleon that ever sailed the high seas. But I'm grown up now. This is another treasure hunt, and it's no deal. I've done that bit. But this isn't just another treasure hunt. This is the gold that went down with the Adamar. The Adamar's never been located. It's in 24 fathoms of water. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I trust you, Nick, but I can't afford to take chances. Forget about the location for a minute. Forgotten. What kind of shape she in? Oh, I don't know for sure. All I can tell from topside is that she seems to be resting in a gully. Not good. Any chance you might be wrong? Oh, possibly. My instruments only gave me the general condition of the wreck. Well, then you haven't been down. No. I can't anymore. Why not? Heart. Oh. Last case of the Ben's ruined. Sorry. But uh, if you haven't been down, how can you be sure it's the Adamar? I'll tell you. As you probably know, the Adamar was en route to Morocco from here with $3 million in bullion. The rest of the cargo had a secret loading manifest. Uh, 1910, wasn't it? Uh, 1911. He was last heard from 26 miles southeast of Nantucket Lightship. And disappeared. Right. They've looked for her for 42 years. Well, then how can you be sure it's the Adamar you've located? A little over 20 miles southeast of the Lightship, I found a wreck. Now, I've checked records till I'm blind, and there's no known wreck of that size reported within 15 miles. That's kind of flimsy proof. I got a deal for you. Go ahead. Make one die for me. If it is the Adamar, we continue with our prearranged deal. If not, I'll pay you 500 for the dive. The deal. How soon can you get your equipment together? <laughs> we're ready to sail right now. You were pretty sure of yourself, weren't you? To uh, answer that, I'll deliver a message from your roommate, Fred. What's that? He told me to tell you it's a monetary world. My world is now apart from the world of normal men. My world is composed of me in the depths of the Black Sea. There's no sound but the hiss of the exhaust valve as it sends a long ribbon of bubbles upward. Topside in the normal world, everything's ready. Nothing is left to chance. Everything must be right. The men, the time, the place, and the equipment. Name it, and you've got it. The ship's rigged to tackle anything. You weren't kidding when you said you were ready to go. <laughs> No, I wasn't. Shall we? Anchor's away. Mr. Gordon. 
Aye, sir. Hoist anchor. We're on our way. Aye, aye, sir. Let's go to my cabin. Good idea. I want everything right when I go over the side. Ah. In here. Thanks. Ah. Ah. Your uh, gear stowed away? All secured. Fine, fine. Now, here's the, the layout of the Adamar. should feel that way. Well, it's not a problem, really. The flexible rig at 24 fathoms, I can go right down the stairs from the superstructure to that room and torch my way in. If the hull is upright. You think it isn't? I can't be sure. Instruments registered smooth surface fore and aft. I think she's on her side in the gully. There uh, weren't any survivors, were there? No. On the night she sank, a CQD was picked up before recognition was given strong. Maybe we'll find out how she went down. Maybe. But remember, we only have a week. Anyway, if she's on her side, here's what we have uh, to do. Wait a minute. You said you only had a week. Why only a week? Before I located this, I'd already contracted to go to South America for five years to do a series of salvage jobs. I don't want to take the chance of somebody else finding the Adamar while I'm gone. Well, isn't the bullion worth more than the contract? Well, it is, if it's there. I've seen empty strong rooms before. So you want to get in, get the loot, if it's there, and get out, is that it? On the button. Ergo, blasting instead of torching. Blasting? What about the rest of the cargo? No one seems to be able to get a hold of a copy of the manifest. We may find something interesting when we get the hull opened up. Ah, yes, we may. Well, here we go. Yep, here we go. <laughs> and I didn't even get it. Huh? What was that? Uh, nothing, nothing at all. Let me check. 
starboard side, you say. That, uh, that should make it the one next to the purser's office. Where's the strong room from where I am? About, uh, 20 feet aft of you. I'll check. Carl? Yeah, go ahead, Nick. I know how the Atomar was sunk. What's that? There's a hole in midships big enough to drive a truck through. Well, can you make out any details? Plates are bent inward. Looks like a mine or a torpedo. Nothing we can do about that now. Are you near the strong room yet? Heading for it right now. Got to get around this hole. You want us to lift you over? No. I'll find foothold on the rivet. Porthole. Top side. Carl. Yeah, yeah, what is it? Slipping. No foothold. Take up the slack. Take it up. Hey, haul away, Gordon. Haul away. Carl. Your lines are taut. Can't budge them. Slack off. Hey, Nick. Bottom's mud, all right. A minute over my head. Lost my lamp. Can't see a thing. Look, Nick, we're, we're going to pull three times on your line. Let us know if you feel it. Go ahead. I said go ahead. We, we did. Did you feel it? No. We'll pull a little harder. Slack off. Slack off. My lines are fouled. Are you sure? I think they're fouled on one of the bent plates in the hull. What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't think I'm ready to die. The dark that terrifies me. 
Because it isn't water, Doc. It's mud, Doc. Can't find a foothold in this sea of gelatinous muck. Nothing. Nick. Nick. Suddenly, Can you hear me? I'm aware of Carl's voice intruding. Nick. A welcome intrusion because Nick. it's a voice from the world I so desperately wish I was in. Nick. Nick, can you hear me? Are you okay? Yeah, Carl. Up to now, I'm okay. Oh, we've uh, taken up all the slack. Don't try any harder. If my line is fouled on a hull plate, it might tear my air hose. We know. Important thing is to get you out of the mud. Important to who? Me? For the three million bucks. Now, now, easy, Nick. Sorry. Are your hands free? No. My left hand is pressed against my side. My right's across my chest. Can you, can you move your legs? Not much. Even if I could, it wouldn't do any good. No solid footing here. Uh, Nick. Yeah. Want me to come down and get you? Want to die? We've got to do something. I know. Topside. All right here, Nick. I'm going to try something. My right hand's near enough to my inlet valve to turn it full on. No, you're blown. Right. Maybe I'll get enough buoyancy to drag myself out of this muck. If you pop through too fast, you'll surface. Or you'll be dead before we can get to you. I think I can get into the inlet valve fast enough to cut my air down. Let it bleed out slowly so I can stay down. Then I'll get my lines free and you can haul me up. Ready the decompression chamber just in case I miss. No, 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 no. It's too risky. Don't do it. Got a better idea? No. Then we'll do it my way. I'm no hero. But it's the only way out of the mud. Ballooning my rig could kill me. If I don't shut off my air in time, I'll shoot up to the surface. Then if I miss braining myself on the hull of the salvage ship, I'll pop through the surface and be dead of the bend before Carl gets to me. But I have to risk it. I don't want to die in the dark of the mud. Slowly, I inch my hand up to my breastplate and twist the handle of the inlet valve. As my rig inflates, I feel the pressure of the mud ease off. A little more. A little more. Suddenly, I pull free and shoot up toward the surface. I claw for the air valve and turn it off, but still I rise. Desperately, I bang my exhaust valve wide open with my chin. Too late. I'm too buoyant. Suddenly, I'm brought up short. My fouled lifeline holds firm. As the excess air bleeds through the exhaust valve, I settle back to the Atomar. To another chance at $3 million. I adjust the balance of the valves and look for the spot where my line fouled. I find it. Now that you're going ahead, what's the next step? 
flat. When? Tomorrow morning. How many charges do you think it'll take? About three. One thing bothers me. What's that? Well, that gully the Adamer's in. Any uh, chance of the sides caving in from the blast? I thought about that, too. I don't think so, Carl. I'm going to use control charges. Most of the blast effect will channel into the plate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why don't you turn in now? It's been a rough day. I think I will. What about you? Uh, well, in a few minutes. Okay. Good night. Night. Two separate trips. 
still be faster than an underwater torch. Supposing the whole wreck blows. Well, then you lose one-fifth of three million bucks. And you? I go back to South America. Well? Okay. Hate me. I'm greedy. Let's go. Use it. We've got the buoy for a marker. Let's ease off as far as we can from the wreck, just in case the cargo goes. Nothing's going to happen. I said let's move off. This is my ship, and I give the orders. We stay. Aye, aye, sir. Gordon, aye, sir. make ready to blast. Ready. Let her go. Thank you. 
Creek, a true story with only names and places changed. A classic report on a famous bank robbery and murder in the Old West. It's called The Spencer Brothers. Our star, Mr. Richard Widmark. That's next week on Suspense. Produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morowick and conducted by Lud Luskin. Gold of the Adelmar was written for suspense by Ross Murray. In tonight's story, Joseph Kearns was heard as Carl, Clayton Post as Fred, and Charles Calvert as Gordon. John Hodiak is soon to be seen in Conquest of Cochise, a Columbia picture. And remember, next week, Mr. Richard Whitmark in. The Spencer Brothers. This is the CBS Radio Network. dealers bring you Mr. Richard Whitmark in tonight's presentation of Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents a true story with only names and places changed. A classic report on a famous bank robbery and murder in the Old West. The story is called The Spencer Brothers. Our star, Mr. Richard Whitmark. ignition system. Why, the spark plugs, of course. And if they're not functioning properly, you won't get the smooth economical performance you normally expect from your car. And how do I keep the spark plugs in top shape, Doctor? Why, you have them checked regularly by your nearby Autolite spark plug dealer. He's the expert on cleaning and adjustments, and he services all makes of cars. But suppose they're worn out or wrong for my style of driving, Professor. Why, then your Autolite spark plug dealer will replace them with a set of world-famous ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs, either standard or resistor type. And to locate my nearest Autolite spark plug dealer? Just call Western Union by number and ask for operator 25. She'll quickly tell you where to find your nearest dealer who sells Autolite spark plugs, both standard and resistor type. And remember... From bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And now, Autolite presents transcribed The Spencer Brothers, a true story with only names and places changed, starring Mr. Richard Widmark, hoping once again to keep you in suspense. <laughs> Don't look at the bank. Look 
look any place but there. Jim, wait. What's the matter? Good thing I did look at the bank. See who just came out. That Simpson man from Cass County. Yeah. Well, luck gets no better, does it? Turn your backs on him. They go the other way. He's not coming. He's not coming. He went into the livery next door. But did he see us? There's no way to know. We'll go in now. Surely there's no future for us except by miracle. No excuse for Carl's shooting except that he's the youngest and that he was frightened. And a useless killing. It accomplished nothing. I'm sorry, Jim. I, I couldn't help it. Nobody else knew us. When he called out our name, I had to stop him. It's all right, Carl. You stopped him. You stopped us, too. Well, yeah. They heard our name. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Once we were right, we were the wrong ones, but no more. No more the soldiers still with honor sharing the Confederate defeat. No more justifying our motives and actions. The crutch we used, our persecution by the few hundred of the victors, that's gone now. Nothing's left except that we're killers and must never stop running and perhaps never stop killing. We'll have to hide now. 
then we'll think instead of riding blindly. We'll think tonight and plan something. A man can't think without thinking of a future. We'll think us a future. Lie us a future if we have to. This is good. cinches, but don't take the saddles off. No fire, no smoke. This will be a dark camp and a quiet one. You haven't spoken for an hour, John. What is there to say, Jim? That we're brothers. All right, we're brothers. And the mistake of one is the mistake of all of us. Seems to be the way it is. I'm sorry, John. Wouldn't we have been hunted for the robbery? If Simpson hadn't been there, no, we wouldn't have. But he was there. All I could think was Simpson mustn't be there, and I killed him so he wouldn't be. What do you think we should do, John? Keep going, I suppose. Where? I don't know. Well, I've been thinking. All of us agree that killing Simpson was a mistake. But in the rest of our plan, we were right and justified. So we could still stand up among honest men. Where are we going to find honest men who let us stand with them? We'll leave Missouri and go west, far west, Colorado Territory, where the country's just opening up. How do we get across all of Kansas to get there? How do we leave here? What road do we take? Sure, there's no posse waiting to ambush us. Has the word spread so fast, Jim? Five hours. Yes, I think it has. Traveled faster than we have, no doubt. But I have a plan. By it, we'll find new lives in a new country. We'll talk of it after we rest. But what is my plan? A half-day ride and a river crossed will put Missouri behind. But Kansas, almost 500 miles to cross straight away, coursed by roads and trails, with many people. My plan is to run, and I know it, blindly, because there's no other way. Once across Kansas, yes, there is hope if we're once across Kansas. Salina. And I'd like to ask why you're interested. Where are you from? We're riding from Dodson. Missouri? That's right. Heard there was a big bank robbery and killing there. So we heard. You seen three men along the way? Could be the Spencer brothers? We've seen nothing. But we've heard of them. What do you heard? 
They're not really killers or outlaws. They killed all right. They robbed. What else do you hear? That they had reason to do what they did. That they came back from the war to find their family dead and their home burned. I didn't hear that. Their father was a wealthy man, you know, and he left them money that they couldn't get because all the records were burned. Most of the money, $25,000, I hear, was in the bank at Dodson. And that's what they went after. What was rightfully theirs. You know a lot about them. Where'd you get your horse? I bought him. And that's my business. You should have stolen another brand on his flank. Marks you as a Spencer Brothers. Now, Look out, oh, John! John? Two cartridges gone is all, and you? I'm all right. We better ride out of here. Come on, boy. Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! I know how the word will spread. Four-man posse was ambushed and murdered by the Spencer brothers. More men on the trail after us. And less than half of Kansas crossed. Better at Shiloh. Better at Bull Run. Run. Run! Run after your future, Spencer Brothers. It's fast getting away. Autolite is bringing you Mr. Richard Whitmark in The Spencer Brothers. Tonight's presentation in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Recess is over. Then fire away, Hap. Just what is the Autolite Resistor spark plug? Why, it's the greatest advance in spark plugs for automotive use in the past 25 years. Yes, but why, Professor? Because it has something extra. The built-in 10,000-ohm exclusive Autolite Resistor, which makes possible such outstanding advantages as double spark plug life, smoother engine performance, and quick start. And the Autolite Resistor Spark Plug is only one of a complete line of world-famous ignition-engineered Autolite Spark Plugs for every use. And now, any advice before school lets out, Professor Wilcox? Yes, yes. Friends, have your spark plugs checked by your nearest dealer who sells Autolite Spark Plugs. And if replacements are needed, get ignition-engineered Autolite Spark Plugs, either standard or resistor type. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right. With Autolite. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Richard Whitmark in Elliot Lewis's production of The Spencer Brothers, a true story well calculated to keep you in suspense. St. Mary's along the river, and half of Kansas is crossed. At the price of brothers, but more important, at the price of horses. They can't go on. The next house or settlement, we have to stop. There's no choice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Carl? Yeah, Jim? We'll stop soon. We have to. John, how are you? Not complaining, Jim. We've covered more of Kansas than most riders would in the past two days. And nights. 
We'll stop soon. We need fresh horses even more than we need rest. Where are we going to find people to sell us fresh horses? We'll find horses. <laughs> we have $25,000. It isn't safe to stop and spend a dollar of it. It will be. When we get across Kansas, our money will mean more than our names do. That'd be nice. Behind us! I heard something! I don't know what! Get up! Get up! Get up! Get up! Get up! Get up! $5,000, and it isn't safe to spend a dollar. When we get across Kansas, our money will mean more than our names do. But to get across Kansas, we have to have horses. Jim? Yeah? There's pals ahead. Hold in. Think we should try it, Jim? Jim and I'll go in. I'll go with you. Get it, get it. Come on, boy. Go in. Not your rifle pointing at us like it is, my friend. Man with a head on will greet strangers at night with a rifle. What do you want? We've ridden a long way and our horses are tired. We wondered if we could buy fresh mounts from you. You have the money. Might. We have the money. Japan. We're crossing Kansas, going west. Where are you from? Missouri. What's the matter with Missouri? You ashamed of it? No, no, sir. What part of Missouri? From Dodson Bay, any chance? Yes, we're from Dodson. Any trouble about that? The words come out here that the three Spencer brothers came from there. Heading west. You wouldn't be them, would you? Needing horses. Oh, I'm tired of this. What if we were? John, stop. What if you were? With a $5,000 reward on them Spencer's head? I'm a mind to hold you here till I find out who you are. Get back. I don't think we will. Carl! Stop! 
chest. I think I don't think it's bad. I'm, I'm sure I can keep up with you. Get him outside. We've got to move him outside. Come on, Carl. Come on. Can you walk? I can walk and ride, too. Where's your gun, Carl? I dropped it. There, found it. Well, come on, Carl. Set the house ablaze. The flames from the house will draw everyone within miles. We gotta go, John. And leave him? The stable's over there. We'll have time to saddle some fresh horses if we hurry. I know how the word will spread. A house burned down and an old man murdered and cremated by the Spencer brothers. One of the Spencers killed, two left. Two Spencer brothers heading west on stolen horses. And who knows these horses? A hundred men? The markings on the Pinto John rides, the head of my roan? Who knows the road we take? How many antlers? With six dead men left behind. And $5,000 on our heads. No one ever told us Kansas was so wide to cross. Pull up, John. The trees up ahead. They must mean a river. And on this road, a ferry. Can we afford a ferry, Jim? No. The trees look less thick to the south. We'll head off that way and look for a crossing. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Hey. It's the Smoky Hill River, John. It means we're getting close to the border. We're close to a lot of things, Jim. And you know that. The end or the beginning. The border is what I keep thinking of. They could know the road we take. They could know what we decided on and guard the crossing south and north. But we don't know. And we have to go. Have to cross the Smoky Hill. The border's beyond. The other side, John. Willow, thickets, and elm. Yeah. The bottom here looks better than we've passed. We'll try then. Keep an eye out. Eat up, boy. Come on, go. Eat up. Jim, sunlight on metal upstream. Come on, faster then. Get up, get up. Come on, go. Go. Ah, Jim, I. Ah, 
Showed him how Kansas takes care of the likes of him. manufacturer of automotive electrical equipment. Autolite is proud to serve the greatest names in the industry. That's why during the early months of 1953, as we did last year, the Autolite family will join in saluting the leading car manufacturers who install Autolite products as original equipment. Our Autolite family is a worldwide family and numbers among its members some 30,000 men and women in Autolite plants in the United States, Canada, 
and many foreign countries, and the 18,000 people who have invested a portion of their savings in Autolite, as well as thousands of Autolite distributors and dealers, and the many leading manufacturers who use Autolite products as original equipment. Our Autolite family will salute the Packard Motor Car Company on the next Autolite Suspense television program. If you live in a television area, check the day and time of suspense so that you'll be sure to see this program. Next week, following a popular trend, Autolite anticipates the strange disappearance of experimental rocket ship Y-272B. The time, the year 2053. The place, the planet Mars. The star, Mr. Jack Benny. The story is called Plan X. That's next week on Suspense. Suspense is transcribed and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morrowick and conducted by Lud Gluskin. The Spencer Brothers was adapted for Suspense by Gil Dow. In tonight's story, Joseph Kearns was heard as John Spencer and Sam Edwards as Carl Spencer. Featured in the cast were William Conrad, John Daner, Sammy Hill, and Parley Bear. Richard Whitmark is soon to be seen in the 20th Century Fox Technicolor production... Destination Gobi. And remember, next week, Mr. Jack Benny in Plan X. This is National YMCA Week. All over America, the Young Men's Christian Association serves boys and girls, men and women of all races and creeds. Volunteer leaders are urgently needed. Why not pay a visit to the YMCA in your community? Perhaps you can be of service. This is the CBS Radio Network. <laughs>